It's me, Brianna, and you're listening to Are We Caught Up Yet? Marvel Edition. Um, today, as always, I am joined by my friend, Sam. Um, you can find us on youtube.com slash Save the Game Media and podcast services. If you want to show Save the Game Media some extra love and get early access to all of our content, you can find us at patreon.com slash Save the Game Media. Um, butt tattoos is all I'll say. <laughs> How are you today, Sam? Uh, very stressed. Very stressed. Very busy, as always. Big uh, embargo day tomorrow. So, oh, yeah. trying to cross finish lines and get as much stuff ready for launch as possible. Um, yeah. So, you know, been, been better, but I'm um, doing all right in myself. Yeah, feeling, yeah. feeling okay. Just a bit exasperated. I'm sort of casually counting down the seconds, thinking, oh God, oh God, oh God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm very much looking forward to the embargo because so far I've had to just Google random stuff. <laughs> yes. yes. And just hope that the internet doesn't lead me astray. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lies of P is a particularly complex game. It doesn't really explain a lot of stuff very well. Um, yeah. I mean, FromSoft games are always rather obtuse and difficult to fully understand how things connect and what works what way. But this one in particular has just been a bit of a nightmare. So we're nearly, near, nearly at the finish line. You know, the finish line isn't tomorrow, but soon yeah and then you'll be at a new finish line yeah <laughs> oh, i love it okay well um how are you been watching anything oh i'm doing good thanks for asking good. well i'm slightly stuffy still i did get sick because of reasons probably just from traveling but hmm. um yeah i am doing okay for how disappointed I am that I don't have a new tattoo, but I'll survive. You'll manage. You'll get there eventually. Yeah. I mean, the tattoo artist isn't upset with me, which is, I guess, all I can really ask for <laughs> in mm. this situation. And they are not local to my area. So I, um, they said that they would put me at the top of the list next time they come to San Francisco, but that's not until next year. So, okay. Yeah. Kind of a cow bummer, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you been watching, if anything? Nothing. Really, nothing on like, uh, like during dinner or Apple TV Plus or anything like that. Nope. I feel like nope. you're always watching something on Apple TV, but. No, I mean, I've watched Silo, I've watched Severance on there. Um, there's no other Ooh. good shows on there, so I, I you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna fall for the bait. <laughs> I, I see what you're doing, not gonna fall for it because you're just wrong. Um, I saw the only thing, I, the only thing I've been trying to watch, uh -huh. but I haven't this week, is I'm trying to watch Ahsoka 
um, on Disney Plus with my dad because we we watch all the Star Wars stuff together. Um, but because I've been so busy, I just haven't really been able to. I could have made time, but the anxiety is is as I say, building and building each day. So um, I've had to sort of prioritize. So I'm a few episodes behind. Actually, I think I'm like three episodes behind. But I'll get to it eventually. Fair Next enough. couple of weeks. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay. Well, uh, I slightly talked about this on No Limits, but I did watch the One Piece live action. Uh, I'm obsessed. It was genuinely a really good show. And um, yeah, I won't get into it because then I'll just talk forever. But I really enjoyed it. It was genuinely a 10 out of 10 for me. And I cannot wait for season two, even though I know it'll take forever. And that's okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that they made a comment of like, oh, yeah, we've also discussed seasons three through six? I was like, I I thought I saw something where they were like we've thought of like seventeen seasons and I'm like Jesus Christ yeah so they've discussed the storyline briefly for seasons three through six so they may have discussed like having seventeen seasons but um, One Piece is is still ongoing and the anime has been running for like a very long time it's like I think the episodes are in the fourteen hundreds now yeah so yeah. Of course, I will be, I'm sure, shortly watching One Piece. I have watched some of it. Like, I've actually watched everything that's covered in the first season. But um, very much looking forward to the second season. Um, yeah, I love the actors. And the music was astonishingly good. And all that fun stuff. So, um, have I been watching anything? I've been watching Suits. <laughs> Mm. yeah i'm almost done with season seven i think <laughs> jesus and there's eight seasons it's just one of those shows that i i enjoy but i don't care enough about so i just like kind of like leave it playing you know mm. yeah so that's one of those uh -huh. and it's it's a good time so i would i i would recommend it if you're looking for a dumb show that's not really accurate legally at all <laughs> but is that the one that has Meghan Markle in it yes and I didn't know that <laughs> I didn't know that it was her I just was like oh look there's this her name's Rachel the show I was just like oh she's cute and then yeah. like I watched like five seasons and then somebody was like oh yeah isn't that Meghan Markle I was like what I think it is how did I not know <laughs> And then I saw the like thumbnail on Netflix for the documentary with her and her husband. And I was like, what the heck? That's so weird. Like I knew she was an actress, but still it was a weird, like my brain just didn't catch that it was the same person. So I like how you just referred to him as her husband, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's all he is now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I also watched Segway Civil War. 
Although it has mm. been a couple days. You can watch that on Friday. Yeah. Because I, I needed to get it out of the way of Lies of P. Otherwise, I would have watched it while playing Lies of P, and I think that really would have upset you. <laughs> Apparently, you you play, like on your phone or something during watching films anyway, so... I'm usually not on my phone. I'm usually not on my phone, but I am usually doing something. Yeah. So, usually crocheting, though. That's that's why I have to crochet, is because then I am at least watching the show. I see. If I'm not crocheting, then I'm usually, like, doing my makeup or something. Like, I'm, like, doing something, and then I'm not actually watching, so that's why I have to crochet. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, general thoughts on Civil War. I always have to go first because I've been bullied. <laughs> Though, I mean, that's a weird categorization <laughs> of it, but sure. Yes. Uh, bullied over here. So, um, Civil War. Okay, let's see. I thought generally it was a really good movie. Um, I am at the point where I'm kind of I don't want to say like I'm sick of them fighting because I know they're all really big personalities and like having like all of those powers, great responsibilities, all that stuff, of course they would clash. So it's not necessarily that I'm bothered by them clashing. But I think I'm sick of them falling for the same tropes over and over, which is what feels like causes like the conflicts of most of these films and that i'm sick of i would rather i, I would like to see a, a new a new trope i do think it's interesting that they did the same trope and then they were like this is what caused all of them to be in a fight with each other i think that's interesting but i'm now ready to move on to a new trope so hopefully <laughs> what what's the trope just like the like we're going it's well one of the tropes that i think is really annoying is like them allowing other people to try and control them i understand that they need checks and balances but they've like it's been shown time and time again that every time there's a check and balance there's some sort of corruption within that check or balance system mm. and i'm sick of them falling for that <laughs> um I, I am sick of, like, the whole, like, oh, I know better, I know better, I know better. Like, everybody knows better. But, again, that's, like, more just, like, inner fighting. I think the thing that's mostly driving me crazy is the, like, somebody's got to be in charge around here. And then the person in charge is corrupt immediately. Immediately. Hmm. So. Okay. Overall, though, I did enjoy the film. And I thought it was just like good fun, mostly action and explosions, but good fun. Cool. How do you feel about it? Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is my favorite one. Um, period. Your favorite Marvel film? Yeah, period. Hmm. Interesting. Um, because I think it's a perfect encapsulation of pretty much everything that I love about the franchise. Um, it's got a large ensemble cast where pretty much everybody is given 
good enough screen time. Um, I think that compared to other plots where there's a a villain that is like we've been saying the past couple of times we've recorded a villain that's just a bad version of the hero to have mm -hmm. a more cerebral villain like the villain of this film isn't even really a villain it's more just like truth mm. yeah you know? um like zemo isn't objectively a a bad person um he's just vengeful um and i think that he provides a very interesting perspective on superheroes and what they do and what they mean for the world in in yeah. a more nuanced way than what the people trying to have the oversight do because ross at the beginning of the film was like oh we need to put you in check and here are the sokovia records and stuff but i think you mm. can fall into the tropey stuff there that you were talking about but zemo does something very far more nuanced in my opinion um and it's smart yeah. to manipulate multiple people on both sides of the conflict in ways that are unique to them um and not that you know this but this film is arguably the most important in terms of like ramifications mm. um you know we'll get into it but the film obviously ends in a very particular way and so, like when we talked about how at the end of Iron Man 3, Tony was like, I'm getting rid of all my suits. And then in Ultron, without really any reasoning, he showed up and he's like, I'm Iron Man again. Um, yeah. And then they actually talked about it. I was I was so proud of them. I was like, they're yeah. going up. But that, there's still like a little bit of disconnect there. Even though they do talk about it, it is a bit weird. Whereas like, so he had a real issue and he's blowing up all of his suits. And then the very next time we see him, he's in his suit again. Yeah. Um I still like that they addressed it though. So do I. So they do said I. something. But this film, it could fall into the same trappings of like, yeah, although well, they all hate each other, and then you know, the next time we see them together, they're all buddy buddy. It's like I I guess that's technically a very minor spoiler, but they're not, you know, like this film, the the the, the events of this film do carry forward. Um I think it's very well written. I think it's well acted. I love how everything is culminating in a similar way to the Avengers films, but in a more believable sense, I think. You know, like Avengers was just, you've had a solo films for lots of these people and now they're together. And lots of incremental things over the past few projects have been leading up to this. Um, and therefore it's rewarding for people who have been committed. I think it's thematically very interesting. Um, it, it's, it provokes a lot of discussion from people in terms of whose side you're on. Um, and I love the, the new characters introduced in the film. So yeah, it sort of stood the test of time for me as one that I am 
very happy to go back and, and revisit. Yeah. Okay. Well, glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah. So my question following up to that is Captain America your favorite hero then? Nope. Nope. Not even close. Huh. Interesting. Because Captain America is at the top of your list. Winter Soldier, Twice. yeah. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, if this one's your favorite, obviously Civil War will go above that. Of course. Yeah. So then it would like stand to reason that Captain America would be your favorite. No. Because I mean, like, if if you're if you're supporting, I mean, like, this is just the first analogy that popped into my head, so it's not necessarily one for one. But you can have a, a football team that you support, but your favorite player is on a completely different team in a different country. That's true. You know, so it's like I love that the, particularly the second and this Captain America film, so Winter Soldier and mm. Civil War. But in terms of actual individual heroes, I would objectively place them above Captain America in terms of how I connect with them or the character arcs that they go through. I think many are more compelling than Steve's personally. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't appreciate Captain America. I still think he is a very interesting character and I like that he is going through turmoil again in this film, you know, so. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. Let's get some of these out of the way. Um, soundtrack. Still not recognizing stuff on my end. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I assume they're... there is a main theme here, but sort of. I mean, there are there are motifs throughout. Definitely. Um, but it's like we we aren't quite at the the threshold yet where they definitively stuck to one theme being identifiable for a given hero. Mm -hmm. Like we're kind of in the in the it's still in the era. We're at the end of the era, really, where. Um, they were kind of mixing it up from film to film where well, there were still, again, motifs that you could recognize. Um, but overall, it, I think this film is in a weird position as well, because it, like you said in your message to me um, a few days ago, like this is for all intents and purposes an Avengers film. Yeah. So it's like, could would it be weirder if they made it more Captain America-y, you know? Um, I, I don't, don't know. I don't think I would have changed. Well, that's not true. I don't think there's much that I would have changed with this film. Hmm. But I was just curious, like, if they had said, like, they changed literally not a single thing about this film and just said that it was called Avengers Civil War, like, how that would have changed, like, the perception of the film. You know, I mean, it probably would have made a bit more money just because the Avengers name brand recognition as an IP is 
I mean, we we are in the era where the MCU was like beginning to peak at this point, like yeah. fever pitch. So this was this was big, um, yeah. and obviously, like in the lead up, even before the trailers came out and stuff, we knew that like Black Panther was going to show up. We knew that Spider Man was going to be there, which is obviously a, a massive thing. So like the hype around this film in particular was skyrocketing. I don't know that it, it would have changed much and people do argue that i don't know how much i i agree with it but people do argue that this is technically still like a captain america film because he's like the main character but i get it because a lot of it is told from his perspective but i wouldn't say that he's necessarily like the main character because i mean it's like a it's a it's a two leading man role thing right yeah like that it, it's as much Downey's film as it is um chris evans but it is it is slightly more skewed like you said from steve's perspective yeah. so like that that's fine and because like the one of the cruxes of the film is around bucky it's like okay yeah that that makes sense as well that's fine i also um, wonder if like they purposefully named it Captain America to slightly skew the audience's like opinions towards Captain America. Like, oh, this is a Captain America film. You're supposed to be on his side kind of thing. That's an interesting idea. I I don't know that that really would have been a, a, a point of contention because, again, you wouldn't be um, conscious of this, but... Um, the marketing leading up to this was like everybody pick a side. Like there were hashtags trending. Oh, interesting. It was like team Iron Man, team Cap. People were like standing hard for their team even before the film came out. And then obviously it carried on afterwards to this day, even. Like, so what while... team were you on? What team are you on? <laughs> That's not fair. I always answer first. And I okay, I'll, I'll answer first. I'm I am definitively on um, Tony's side. Interesting. Okay. And I know that because the film is skewed from Captain America's perspective, and technically, Steve is the more altruistic of the two, in terms of you know we need to stand on our own and stuff. I think that with everything in context. Tony's side makes more sense in in the world that we are presented. Really? Tony makes more sense. Now, Tony's approach in terms of like just going hard and being like at the airport saying, well, I'm just going to beat the, the living crap out of you because you're not listening. That's wrong. But Tony's always been hot-headed. But I, I, if I had to fight on one of their sides, I would have definitively been on Tony's Mm. I I mean I think like the the real answer here is that they're both correct they are and they're both wrong and I right and I I think that that's like unfortunately the real answer which is like kind of what makes it difficult to like pick a side I think so (laughs) I think I have two I think I have two answers. One is like what I would realistically do. And one is like what my brain is saying I would do. Mm -hmm. Realistically, I do think I would pick 
like Iron Man side. Like realistically knowing myself, I like following rules. I have a really hard time breaking rules. And if somebody was like, hey, we have a new rule you have to follow, I'd be like, all right, I guess I got to follow the rule. So that's like I th- what I think realistically what would happen. But what I actually like what my brain is telling me and how I felt like watching the movie and this whole time is, is that I would be on Captain America's side because I think that the checks and balance systems that they're that they're creating like this I don't think this is the right way to go about it sure sure and I think that like at 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 the time of this movie I think that Captain is correct like hey this isn't working like like we need to be standing on our own but the whole point is that they've been standing on their own and really bad things keep happening and they're getting worse. Right. But bad things were happening prior as well, right? Because they did have an organization. Sure. And that organization was infiltrated by bad people. Yeah. But then were S.H.I.E.L.D. ostensibly controlling the Avengers? Or were they more working side by side? It's a good like, question. I don't know that S.H.I.E.L.D. definitively were telling the Avengers what to do. But I, I also don't were. know like how anybody really could truly tell any of the Avengers what to do. Which is why I'm on Tony's side. Because at least on Tony's side, you can keep PR on your side. Like we're if you, we're not if, we're not gonna listen, but at least we well, have <laughs> if if you're on cap side, you will very quickly be painted as a fugitive, as they are, as criminals. Because from the public side, and I'm mm. I'm viewing it as if this is a real lived-in world, right? Right. If you are a civilian in the world of the MCU, you've seen aliens blow up New York, which granted a fair bit of New York, which granted the Avengers stopped. You see them crashing massive heli carriers into Washington, which granted some of the Avengers stopped. Um, a literal city being blown off the face of the, the map. Which that one was their fault for sure. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know. um, I feel like the other two were slightly unavoidable. I mean, yeah, the, the whole the Scarlet Witch inciting incident at the start of the film is is bad, but it it wasn't. I mean, it, I guess the argument is that it doesn't matter whether it was a deliberate act or not. It's like if there are, if there is blowback and collateral damage, how how can you justify that? You know, just because they might be doing something good, that doesn't necessarily, the ends don't necessarily justify the means. Right. So then what's the alternate solution then? That is a good question. But like they, they say in, in the scene where they're all discussing sat around, I think it's uh, Black Widow, Natasha. Yeah. I think she's the one that says, if we have at least one hand on the wheel, we can still steer. You know, and when... Um, Tony and Cap uh, sat down talking and about them t- uh, Cap's about to sign the, mm-hmm. the papers. 
Tony's like, this is just paperwork. Like once, if you sign this and you like get them off our ass, we can figure it out. Like it isn't, it's not a black and white thing. We can tweak stuff. Yeah. But again, so, like you said, the way that he goes about it and like course. locking people up, like, you know, jailing people, like all that fun stuff. Like, Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the, the jailing thing wasn't his idea, you know, he, he yeah. was involved in that, but like, you know, I think that talking about Sokovia in particular, I mean, it's the Sokovia Accords, um, because that is obviously the most disastrous of any of the events that have happened thus far. You know, you have the woman confronting Tony at the beginning of the film about her son that got killed. And technically, Sokovia was his fault more so than anybody else's because he yeah, created it. Yeah, definitely Ultron. was. Yeah. So it's like, I can understand why he might be a bit hasty to try and get things well, back under control. And it also, I also wonder if he's like, not. I don't want to say running from the responsibility, but running from the blame. Because if somebody else is in charge, quote unquote, like even if they're still making other decisions, then like it would be less his fault. I guess that is an argument like that could that. be made. But like Tony does say in the film that we, you know, we need to be held accountable because if there isn't any any oversight, then we're no better than the bad guys because they just become vigilantes at that point. Okay, I have to say, I hate to say it again, and I'll probably keep saying it, you would really like My Hero Academia. <laughs> and I'm so serious, because My Hero Academia tackles a lot of these issues in a really, really interesting way. Because their whole society is built around quirks and, like, heroes existing. Like, heroes is just a job that they have. Maybe, you know, potentially. Never say never. Never say never, but there there you go. There's an example for you. Yeah. <laughs> a recommendation I've made. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Um, but, okay. Like, I think that that is, just, just to sort of round that out, it is a, a debate that is still going to this day of yeah, who, who, and I, who was right and whose team are you on and yeah and i think i think the real answer is is that like nobody is is like you said nobody's right nobody's wrong like yeah just kind which of is why i think this film issues. is so great because it, it presents two completely contrasting ideologies that are both completely logical and you can empathize with both yeah i think what i enjoy most about the arguments of this film is that like they don't just show you like, hey, this this person feels this way, this person feels this way. Like they 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 literally show you like this is how we got to this logic, right? Mm -hmm. So like Captain America, like you kind of see like he's seen that he's been like like his powers or whatever you want to call it have been used like not necessarily for evil, but like to do things that he wasn't even really aware of happening and stuff like that yeah. so like he, like his powers have been abused like and he doesn't trust people and that's kind of how he came to this conclusion which is interesting because if you were to take like me being the one that's like i hate rules i do whatever the hell Playboy, I want. yeah exactly 
yeah and him being on this other side but they show you they don't just say like oh well tony's being good for once they show you like he created ultron he's done all this messed up stuff he's like faced people that have been affected by this incident and realized that like he's had his come to jesus moment or whatever yeah you know and realized like you know and that's that's kind of what led him there. So I do I did really enjoy that that's like I wish that they had done that. I know that they couldn't have realistically done that with all the characters, but I wish that they had like at least somewhat delved into that for some of the other characters. Sure. Because I, it's, I think, it's, go ahead. Sorry. Finish off. No, I was just gonna say, like, I think that there's a couple characters that I would argue would be on the other side, but yeah, well, I mean, you, you you see someone switch sides during the film, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, because and and even like in in the fight scene at the airport, like people are saying, you have moments where there's like stop pulling punches. It's like they're all friends; they all deeply care about each other. Obviously, some more so than others. Yeah, they they don't want to fight each other. Yeah, but they feel that they have mm. to. Um, and obviously then there are some players that don't really have skin in the game in terms of the, the, the accords, but are more there out of happenstance, like, and they just, just, they happen to end up on one team because the, the, somebody on the opposing team has what they want or is who they want. So it isn't just like. I agree with Iron Man, so I'm on his team. It's like there are there is some nuance in there as well, which I appreciate. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um I don't think this passes the Bechtel test, so we'll just skip right past that. So, no. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous at this point, but you know. It gets better. I just saw something, and I haven't actually looked into it, but I just saw somebody that was like, does Barbie pass the Bechtel test? And I was like, does it? <laughs> and then I had a crisis moment. But we'll see. Has <laughs> to. I'm pretty sure it does, yeah. Uh, there's a ton of named characters. It's just like the, the whole plot is that men are being awful. So. Yeah. But I'm almost 100% sure that they oh There's yeah they do i remembered i remembered i remembered the scene okay yeah that's fine <laughs> but i was like wait it made me i need to buy barbie and watch it again cuz it's now available for streaming you have mm. no excuse now sam no excuse yeah you know and uh, just uh, i'm really that day i'm ill so uh, well it happened last week so were you ill last week yeah what yeah, day? That, that day as well. Um, all of them. You know, <laughs> that, that one. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Let's see. How do I want to tackle? I feel like there's... I don't want to do characters on this because I think there's too many characters and that'll take us forever. I was beyond excited to finally see Black Panther. Mm. I... If I had been with somebody, probably fangirled, I probably would have been like, oh my god, look who it is. It's Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I was by myself, so sometimes I do fangirl with my cat, but she obviously doesn't get very excited about things. Yeah. She's just like, okay. Um, and I was very excited to see Spider-Man. 
Um, mm-hmm. It was a little weird being so far gone from that version, or I guess that that like Tom Holland being so young. And I know sure. he's also playing somebody that's like a bit more innocent. Mm-hmm. But it, it was kind of uh, weird. It was kind of weird <laughs> to experience. I was like, well, what happened? Yeah. So. And I like how both characters are like relatively unceremoniously introduced, like yeah. major players and they, they just appear. Like I, I like when that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it doesn't I need to be well. massive amounts of fanfare and look who it is. Obviously for fans, like it is sort of oh, like, I oh said my god, that. I know who that is. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. For for Spider-Man to just be, you know, it's it's iconic now amongst fans, but you know, just to get the splash screen of of Queens and just to have him walking into a a flat as Peter. <laughs> You know, and it's not like, hi, I'm Peter Parker. An it's apartment. Just... <laughs> potato, potato. Um, and they, 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 they've, they've just existed as entities already. You know, we, are, yeah. we, there's no background, there's no origin stories. They're just characters that are there yeah. now. And, and but both, we do get like their was... origin stories later, I assume. No, at least somewhat. No. Really? No. Well, I mean, we technically, a, we don't get a. My name's Miles Morales. <laughs> Let's do I this love, one last time. I love um, Spider Verse. I want it tattooed on the inside of my eyeballs. Uh, n- no, we don't. I mean, te- technically, if we want to be specific, we got Black Panther's origins in this film because he wasn't. Right, but but like Black Panther, not as the character that we see, but like the Black Panther history, like obviously predates that moment. Yeah, yeah, yes, of course, yeah. But I really um, like. I think I would have really enjoyed seeing his dad in the Black Panther suit. I think I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> it, 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 it's a very slimming suit. You know, it's very flattering. Yeah. Um, you just know that the old man has claws. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 there's, I mean, there's definitely not an origin for, for Spider-Man because it's so well known at this point. Like mm. even, even at the time that this film came out, they were like, it is so played out. Yeah, we, so, we don't need to do Uncle Ben. We we just don't need to do that stuff. Right. So so I assume that they followed like the more traditional story for him then. In terms because, of like, well, so I mean, when we see with Spider Verse, like they they all have different incidents, even if they're similar, right? So it's like yeah. somebody different dies. Sometimes the friend becomes the villain. Sometimes the friend becomes the like love interest sometimes the friend becomes dead like <laughs> sure so like there's like different versions of the story i guess yeah. it's, should i go watch the other spider-mans you what you mean like when the other actors were playing mm, them yeah we'll be doing that 
Okay, you have that written in. That is that is planned. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, like it, it. If you're going off of like Spider Verse logic, and this isn't a spoiler because it's never discussed. It's not a plot point or anything. But yeah, we know that Peter's parents obviously aren't around, right? Because they never are. <laughs> they never are. Says um, Miles and Gwen. And uh, Uncle Ben has has passed away. We don't know how. We don't know when. He's just he's he's gone too. Okay. So that's it. Okay. We we don't know when he was bitten. We don't know how that happened. It's just he's Spider Man. Okay. We know that he was bitten. Mm-mm. Like he, yeah. he has referenced it, and he does reference it, but we he doesn't elaborate. We don't get a flashback or anything. So, which I prefer. I would have liked the Spider-Verse version flashback. Hey. Spider-Verse wasn't around. There's still time. I get it. There's still time. Beyond the Spider-Verse. Don't. It's called Beyond the Spider-Verse for a reason. I cannot. Live action Miles Morales debut, I'm telling you now. I will throw up and scream and cry. It's going to happen. I guarantee (laughs) it. I was watching, obviously I watch TikTok all the time. There is a new song, uh, newer-ish song called Water by Tyla, I believe her name is. Great mm. song. Great song. There's a TikTok trend going to, going on because it's like part of her dance. People shaking ass. It, great. Whatever. Somebody did it in a Miguel Harris suit and they were so thick. I was like, Is what has happened to me since I watched Spider Verse. <laughs> Good damn it. I can't wait until I get my Miguel O'Hara sweater. I'm going to get that in the mail someday. <laughs> I'm nothing if not a simp at heart. Hey, you know, no, no judgment. That's fine. I'll have to find that video and send it to you, and then you can be shocked as well because I was like, damn, dude. I think I've got all the imagery in my head that I need for that, to be honest. <laughs> I promise I you I don't. To. I promise you. Uh, okay. Um, back on track. Okay, so I I mean, we can kind of discuss, is there any, like, in particular, like, we've already kind of discussed some themes, and I just feel like this movie is kind of a beast to break down. It is. Um. I say, like, okay, so how do you feel? I'm just going to, like, we're just going to keep talking about the questions that pop into my brain. We'll just do it. Yeah. Way. Yeah, let's just um, go forward. How do you yeah. feel about uh, Black Widow mm-hmm. being on, first of all, being on the side of Iron Man? And then how do you feel about her switching? Kind of, but not fully. Um... I think it makes sense. Okay. I think um, if anybody was to switch sides, it would be her. Right. And not because she's a woman or anything. And, no, no. Know, hormones and stuff. It's not, I'm not saying that. It's like, <laughs> one, she's, she's a spy. So she's used to playing both sides. Right. <clears throat> um, and, and there, there are like, fan theories that are suggesting that she was technically always on Cap's side, but was playing into being on Tony's side to 
I don't get think I perspective agree with that. and information and stuff. I don't agree with that either. Um, but I think that you know, you could argue that because of the events of like Winter Soldier and stuff, where <clears throat> Shield was revealed to basically just be Hydra, and how that has sort of shaken her own faith in um, leadership, you know, um, yeah. oversight, whatever. I, I I get that, but I would still come back to the same kind of argument that Tony is making the entire film, where it's like, if if even just if we're talking on a basic perception level rather than reality, if we don't have even the illusion of structure that is including people outside of ourselves that have superhuman abilities in whatever form, we can very quickly have the public perception of us turned on us. Whereas if we are even just technically under the oversight of a of a governing body to whatever extent they have control over us that is far easier to control you know i think at least like 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 black widow says at least you have if you have one hand on the wheel you can still steer yeah that's true whereas cap is saying well we could technically still have both hands but then you're going to be in like a high hot, high speed pursuit the entire time because people yeah. will be coming after you and blaming you for every single thing. Do you think that the accords shifts the blame away from them? Because let's say that let's let's say that they like they all sign like just for kicks and giggles. They all they all sign no problem. Mm -hmm. But then they still have to do something because they have to save the world. Of course. Right. So then whether it's something that the people who run like and make the decisions were the ones that, that were like, yeah, this is the right answer, whether that's the truth or not, do they then not take the blame? Because I would argue that they're going to take the blame anyways. Yeah, they will. I think I think right? that's a, a completely fine, fair point. Like accords or not, signing or not, blame will be shifted by some people onto the Avengers, because they right. are often the inciting um, characters that are causing the destruction, intentionally or not. Um, and, and Zemo is the embodiment of that, right? Like, his family dying technically wasn't at the hands of the any of the Avengers, but ostensibly them as an ideal is the thing that led to his family dying um yes technically you could argue it was technically tony's fault because he made ultron but yes. still like you have to take steps to get to that uh, right. judgment but it's like what ross says when he, he presents the accords to them it's like do you know where thor and hulk are and they're like no so well do you know how much trouble i'd be in if i re if I lost track of two <laughs> weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> yeah, which are ostensibly what Hulk and Thor are, yeah, like they are they are capable of blitzing entire cities, if not more, if they wanted to. So, like, again, within the context of the world, I think that the Accords, even if 
they are relatively shallow and hollow in the grand scheme of things in terms of how operations are handled the illusion of oversight and structure i think would in theory lead to the civilian populations of the world that the mcu exists in feeling safer mm. even if the reality wasn't any different which i don't think it would be Yeah. Again, going back to what Tony said of like, once we sign, we we can tweak the paperwork, we can change the wording. It's like, this is just a formality. This is, yeah, this is basically mean, it's for true. All those kinds of documents are like living documents. Like they're not yeah. like hard and fast. Mm -hmm. But still, so I don't it's, know. It's, it's tough. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. It is definitely a complex issue. Okay. Interesting. Well, I, I think that Black Widow is probably the person that I have the most difficulties with this film. Interesting. Um, which is why I asked how you felt about it. Because I don't want to say she's necessarily acting out of character, but I would have liked to see more of like her specifically. I would I would have liked to see like the like the reasoning behind stuff, like the way we get for Iron Man and Captain America. Like, sure. I, I think I, I could have used a little bit more like this is what, like this is why she's she is where she's at. I understand like when you're talking about it, that makes sense, but it's not necessarily all shown or at least I could have used a little bit more. Yeah. Like it might, my, my head cannon for how, how <laughs> Your she... copium. <laughs> I think I think it's it's logical deduction, um, and obviously I've had years to think on this, so it's it's an unfair conversation. But the way I've always viewed it, or at least for many years I've viewed it, after seeing it a few times, is you know, Winter Soldier, they were together. You know, they were working together. They took down Shield Hydra together. Yeah, and they learned a lot about each other and, and trusted each other in that film at the end of the day, which is something that right. was very difficult, particularly for Natasha to do, you know? Yeah. Um, just because of her past and who she is as a person. She's not very trusting at all by, by nature. So I think that on the surface, when she has presented something like the Sokovia Accords and the argument that Ross makes initially, I think that the logical step, as you said, might be to be on the Tony side of things where signing the accords is maybe the best bet because otherwise you're stepping into the unknown. And don't forget that even though Black Widow has been like somewhat of a free agent in the past, she has always operated under oversight. Yeah. She was always, She's always working had that with structure. S.H.I.E.L.D. And before yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D., she was like an assassin for a, a corporation or whatever. Yeah. So, like, that makes sense. And then my headcanon is that because of the events of Winter Soldier, she understands and trusts Steve. So the longer that this Civil War thing goes on and the longer that Steve doesn't relent, I think she understands that Steve has to have that conviction for a reason. Yeah, I and mean... Th there must be a reason that he's doing it. So she hearing... doesn't necessarily fully switch sides, but she makes sure that Steve can do what he needs to do whatever right. that is right 
and I I think like hearing you kind of talk it out and explain it, like I think it makes sense. But in in my head, I think I almost like logic the opposite way, where it's like, well, yeah, she has always been under structure, but she also knows like how corrupt structure is, right? She's like mm-hmm. watched it fall apart. So why would she want to go into another structure, kind of thing? So that was like my logic, I guess. Sure. But the way that you explained it did make sense. So that does that does help, but it is also not shown necessarily. No, it, it's not overtly explained <laughs> or anything. So yeah, I, um, I, I too, just for clarity, would have liked more stuff from from that side of her character as well. Yeah, I mean, I think we've established at this point that like you would like to see more of her character and everything. <laughs> yes, who who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Still woefully underutilized in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's see what else did I want to talk about. I feel like there was another question I had. Um, oh, I do, I do definitely want to. There's a couple things that I wanted to mention. One Stanley moment, I did catch it this time. I know sometimes I don't catch it. I did catch it this time. I thought it pretty was pretty hard to miss fun. this one, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good at missing <laughs> obvious stuff sometimes. Yeah, but he said Tony Stank, you know, like how yeah. can just, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I did like that whole moment where he's like, well, now I'm going to just call you that. <laughs> it was really good. And I thought that was funny. Um, and fun. Hmm. Let's see. Through line stuff. Um, I think that there's actually a more subtle moment that's a through line that I'm actually really excited to see follow through. Oh. Um, specifically with... Um, uh, vision oh. where when he's talking to um scarlet witch and is like yeah like unknown scary i have this stone in my head <laughs> and i was like well i know that that ends up somewhere else so i'm also interested in that um but i, I did think that i did find that interesting that like that whole discussion was was interesting and i do i really like their dynamic um and I liked the whole, like, oh, I think you probably hurt his feelings. Like, I, I don't know. That whole, like, th- that whole dynamic I really enjoyed in this film. But, yeah, I did. Vision's I did just such a great was... character, man. It's why I love him. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. It's just because he's so different from everybody else, you know? Yeah, he is. Like, he's such a unique entity. Yeah. And and Paul Bettany plays him so well. He's just got, like, a presence that is feels otherworldly, which is in a different way to thor like because thor is just stupid and you know brutish but there is like a cold logic to to vision that is like he's trying to learn to be human which is something very interesting i think yeah i do i really enjoy his character i i do find him very interesting but yeah I'm, i'm very interested to see what happens because i haven't seen much about like like the like end game hmm. but i don't remember seeing anything like vision i don't remember seeing vision at all which makes sense because like if that's what's making him function then it wouldn't make sense for him to be around so who knows do you think that that was an interesting through line that was Maybe one of the easier ones to miss, or maybe it is obvious that I'm just silly. Um, uh, 
I think it's it's obvious, but it, it is also easy to miss because it's like in one line of dialogue. Yeah. Like it, it's, there's again, that's sort of what I like so much about this film is that there's so much character interplay and they, they don't really linger on any of it too much. There's just lots of li little moments between different sets, different pairings. Um, yeah. But yeah, like obviously it's it's hinting towards the larger thing and we by uh, default kind of have a, a good idea of what the thing in his head is on a even just a basic level. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I like it. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a little, little hint of uh, uh, a flame between him and Scarlet Witch, maybe, who knows? You think? I didn't catch that at all. Well, I mean, <laughs> like he saved her, he, he saved her in the, in the bus in Ultron and then, um, you know, he was he was cooking for her, and then whilst they were fighting in the airport, he like was cradling her because she was hurt, and that's what made him distracted and shoot and accidentally hit Rhodey. You know, it was Scarlet Witch that distracted him. So, okay, 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 sure. Maybe sure. I'm maybe I'm wrong. Well. <laughs> At this point, I think it's pretty difficult, except for like when we get to the newer stuff, for you to be wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> particularly when there's a show called WandaVision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, connect the dots. Yeah. It's fine. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> Is there any other through lines? I know that we obviously see a lot of these characters come back. Um, I can't think of anything else. Oh, besides, like, obviously, like, I think Thor is doing something. And I think we'll probably see that later. Maybe. But. Maybe. I don't. I mean, we know I, Hulk buggered off in uh, that that jet at the end of Ultron. Who knows where yeah. he went. Probably to just another random country to just hang out. Maybe. He doesn't seem to be doing a lot most of the time. But when he does, oh boy, you know about it. You know? It's like he's Hulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I think that's it for... Is there any other themes... Or characters or moments in the film that you wanted to mention? I know that you said you enjoy this one. Captain America knew that Bucky killed Iron Man's parents, and that is unforgivable. Really? Yeah. What makes you say that? Well, because if if Steve's whole argument is hinged around the idea of trusting one another to keep each other in check without oversight how can that not be hypocrisy when he's actively lying to one that's, of his best friends? That's not about... lying. That's I withholding mean, information. It's the same thing, right? Not necessarily. I mean, it, it kind of is. I think I think if he... I would disagree because if he had flat out said no, he, he didn't, and then we found out later that he did, that's flat out lying, and I think that that's much, much worse. Than him just not saying something. 
but Tony was still entitled to know. You're you're not wrong. I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm saying that like saying that it's a lie, I think is incorrect. Well, I mean, okay. At the end of the day, it's still broken trust. Yes, but I think one can be repaired and one can't. Which is why I think it's an important distinction. Because I think if he had straight out lied and said like, like, oh no, it definitely wasn't him. Like, there's no way. And then we found out like, oh, for sure did like he did kill his parents. Like, then I think that that's broken trust and like irreparable. Versus like him withholding the truth. Because you could argue that he's withholding the truth to spare like Tony's feelings. But then, do we not know from time in memoriam that that is objectively the worst thing to do? We do. Because the truth but always we, comes out. And if it comes out in a bad way where you're not just objectively truthful with a person, then it blows up. We do. However, I think that like that's what makes... I think I think it's partially what makes humans so interesting is because we do know that that blows up in our faces, but we still try to spare people's feelings in the hope that they won't find out, right? And that's something okay, that so, happens time and time again. But the argument then becomes, was Steve doing it to protect Tony's feelings or was he doing it to protect Bucky? Can't both be true? Potentially. I... Truly, I do think both are true. However, I think it's important. Like, which one did he think first? Like, oh, I have to protect Bucky. And then, well, it spares his feelings anyways. Or was it, it spares his feelings and it also protects Bucky? I would argue that this film suggests that he his top priority is, is protecting Bucky. I would agree with that. I would agree with that for sure. I don't, is, again, like, it's I fine. Like, to... Again, I get it. But like, yeah, you know, and and also like, I I understand why he did it, but when you know, after the the, the final fight between them and uh, Steve like breaks his suit, like to like just discard the shield. I think he's gonna like. It's like him. Because it looked, yeah, they, they set it up as like Tony goes to protect his head because he thought he cat was going to kill him. But like that, at that moment, yeah, yeah. I mean, for for Cap to like throw down the shield is. And I get why he did it because Tony said that you don't deserve the shield. But just to like toss it aside in favor of Bucky. You know, well, what do you do? Well, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I feel like the whole ideology of Steve falls apart at that point. Personally, as, as like, the hero that he has been thus far. Like he he ostensibly can't right. really be Captain America anymore. Because he's discarded the shield and in the eyes of the law and therefore ostensibly the public, 
he's a fugitive. Wow. I feel like being an outlaw is an American thing. I'm just kidding. What, what, <laughs> what's <Western>. more? <laughs> you know, perfectly American. I'm just kidding. Than breaking the law. You know? um, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I, I like again. I completely understand the ideology of of sticking by your friends and you know um, protecting one another. That is, they, they are all very wholesome, good values to hold. But I feel I personally am of the opinion that Steve is like too married to those ideals, where it's it's to the detriment of various other factors. Mm. Like he is incredibly loyal to Bucky and to, to those that he cares about and um, to those that side with him. But he is sacrificing so much other stuff. And he, I, I think that both Tony and Steve are incredibly arrogant in this film. Yeah. But I think that Steve is arguably the more arrogant one. Because like Tony isn't Tony isn't withholding anything. Mm. He's like all cards on the table. I'm doing this to keep the Avengers from breaking up. I'm trying to help us all out. Things can be sorted. This is just a public perception thing. We can get it done. And Steve has his reasons. Obviously, you know he thinks that there are more Winter Soldiers and blah 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 blah. Trying to clear Bucky's name, which there were, which there were. Yes. Yeah. But I think that I think I do think, and you know, I don't want to keep bringing it back to this, but I do think that the revelation that he has known for however long that Bucky killed his Tony's parents. How, do, do they? Do, you don't have to spoil for future, but they didn't address like how he found that out, right? No. Okay. Which so is we better. don't know. Would and we don't know when or how he found that out, which is no. interesting. I would just deduce that at some point Bucky told him, you know, that like he came clean about stuff that he had done. Cause he, um, Bucky at some point in the film is like, uh, yeah, it's when they're in the final fight in the, the missile silo. He's like, do you even remember their names or whatever? And Bucky says like, I remember every, all of them. So like he knows everyone he's killed, even though he wasn't in control. So it's like I think that Bucky did just tell Steve what all the stuff he'd done. Um, I do think that's a possibility for sure. I don't know. We're not really shown, so um, yeah. I I mean I I will say that like, is there? Well, so since we don't know, is there a possibility that he just barely found out and like hadn't even had the opportunity to tell him yet? It's possible, but I think that the film frames it in a way that infers that he's known for at least a longer time period of time him. than that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it might be that when he was trying to find Bucky, he found it out. Potentially. That. The other thing I would, I would say is, like, if, let's just say that, like, let's just say that he backs down and, like, lets Bucky be taken, 
Hmm. Like, there's there's a chance that things don't go his way. Because, like, Iron Man is saying, like, hey, like, we'll figure things out. We can, like, you know, rework the, like, the chords, whatever we need to do. We'll figure it out. But the truth is, is that, like, Bucky, although he killed people, he, it wasn't of his own volition. Mm-hmm. So, like, it it makes sense that, like, Captain America wouldn't trust anybody to not, like, kill him. But, like, if if everybody, if, if Cap decided to agree with Tony and sign in that, that sort of midpoint of the film, uh-huh. I, I am fully of the belief that Tony could be very level-headed at that point. You know, obviously at that point he doesn't know that Bucky, Bucky killed his parents or whatnot. Right. But still, I think that if um, Bucky had remained in custody and whatnot, it's not like they couldn't have found out all the secrets of the Winter Soldier program regardless, because they could have. Mm-hmm. So like Bucky probably would have been fine because he would have had multiple people of at times differing perspectives and opinions vouching for him at the end of the day. Right. But then we get back to the eventually like Tony finds out that like he killed his parents. Yeah. Which is like, there's never a good time, but that's still better than just never telling them. Right, right. I'm not saying that they shouldn't ever tell no, them. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like... that's what you're saying. But... <laughs> uh, you, you could argue what what point in the film would it have potentially made sense to tell Tony? It's like, well, not no Well, time. no, I'm not even, like, so, like, let's say that, like, Bucky had been in custody hmm. and then confesses to that. Do you think that he would have acted any more reasonably? I mean, it's a good question. I would probably say yes, because for one, Tony wouldn't be in a full suit of Iron Man armor um, Fair enough. without, you know, judging eyes around him. You know, he, Tony is hot headed. Of course he is. And I'm sure he would have reacted relatively poorly, as I imagine anybody would if they got that news. Yes, anybody would, for sure. But I think that it would have been far more easy to control not only from tony within himself because of the environment that he would have been in mm-hmm. you know bucky would have been in that box secure mm-hmm. there would have been watching eyes around him cctv all of that stuff and there would have been other people around him like cap like whoever that could hold him back if he did try to do something yeah Whereas because they are in an isolated environment and Tony just has that information thrust on him, let alone the fact that he's in a suit, let alone the fact that Bucky is basically stood right behind him. <laughs> and you've got Zemo there egging him on. Right. It's like... I, it's I can't not an ideal fault, situation. Yeah, I can't fault sure. Tony for how he reacted. Right. Um, and I don't think that that is representative of how he would have reacted if it was in a, in a more contained environment. Right, but 
what I'm saying is, is that like Captain America doesn't know that though. And I think that that's why he acts the way he does. Cause it's like, it's easy to say from a logical standpoint, like, yeah, they wouldn't kill Bucky. Yeah. They would be understanding. Yeah. They would figure it out. But like, he doesn't know that for sure. And like, you're taking a chance with like your best friend's life. But I mean, you're doing that regardless, aren't you? Yes. Like by by withholding but, the information and potentially having the information leak, you are putting your friend's life equally at risk because you aren't controlling the way in which that information is dispersed. Yes, but so I mean, are, like like him avoiding not. It, it, I'm not talking about him telling Tony the information. I'm talking about the way that he like runs away with him and like tries to hide him from everybody. Yes. Like I, I again, I get it, but Tony would have, because the only person that would have wanted like revenge on Bucky from that specific information would be Tony, right? And Tony would be far less capable of enacting any kind of vengeance if Cap had controlled the way in which that information was given to him. Fair enough. Okay. You know. Yeah. Once Tony's out of a suit. He is at a immediate and quite significant disadvantage compared to Cap. Compared to most of them. <laughs> we, precisely. We saw so, him try and fight without his suit. So the, I think the only potentially sound argument could be that if that information was given to him in a controlled way, would Tony then actively seek to punish Bucky more via lawful methods? Potentially. But it that would, in my opinion, still be technically better than killing Bucky. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, like, that's true. It, th there is no winning, there is no right or wrong answer, which is, again, why this film is so high up in my opinion um, and in my rankings. I just, I feel like there's no true ideal situation for Bucky to get out of this, and it's, like, not even his fault. No. And that sucks. No. And it's, I mean, it's nobody's fault. Like, Cap is just by happenstance Bucky's best friend, and they both have, by hook or by crook, woken up in a time that isn't their own, and they're the only two people in the world that know what that feels like. So they are intrinsically linked to each other even more, and Tony can't help that he is who he is and has had the past that he's had and that his parents were killed by Bucky. It's like everybody is just in a position of circumstance and it's just we are presented in this film with a situation where those circumstances lead to conflict mm. yeah yeah Paul Rudd's great isn't he you know we haven't, haven't mentioned that man but he's great <laughs> he's just great yeah man was really great in this film I, I did enjoy his like he's like oh my god you're captain america <laughs> i've been shaking your hand too long you too you're great uh i feel like that would happen to me i would get so excited and then i'd be like well <laughs> yeah that's that's what everybody would be like it's like i'm fangirling yeah. incredibly hard which is nice because then that that lends into the realism of it all like who do you think you would fangirl the most over this is real. You're meeting one of the superheroes. Who are you going to fangirl over? 
Hmm. Probably <laughs> Tony, if I'm being honest. Yeah, you think like, you're I like, just oh think my god. Because and and not only just because he's like a cool guy and he's got like this swagger and bravado to him, mm-hmm. which is funny um, and entertaining. But like, if I was in the world and I was a civilian, I in my head would be like the easiest way for me to join the team would just to be to to let him give me one of his suits, you know. So, like, Tony is the easy way in. That makes sense. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. If it wasn't him, it would probably be T'Challa, Black Panther. Just because he's dope, you know? He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's got that regality to him without even really trying. He does. He really does. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Ah. Okay, let's see what else. Um, I think that covers. Is there anything else that you wanted to discuss about the movie? Um, Russo brothers knocking it out of the park again. You know, coming mm-hmm. back from Winter Soldier, they just did it. Did it again. Mm-hmm. Marcus and McFeely, the writers as well, coming back again from Winter Soldier. It's just that that's the power qu- quartets. I was like, yeah. what's the word for it all? The power quartet continue their winning <laughs> streak. Um, and as, as a side note, a little bit of trivia, which I find particularly interesting, okay. um, you might not, but I do, is that this film wasn't going to be Civil War up until not that long before it started production. Huh. Um, this film wasn't even going to be a versus conflict fighting film. Um, this film was greenlit as it as it exists today because dc announced at the previous comic-con that they were doing a batman versus superman film so kevin feige who's the 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 top dog at marvel who does all the decision making basically he was like hmm well we can do that we can do it first and we can do it better and they did they they rushed it. They greenlit it very quickly. <laughs> they made the film. They put it out before Batman vs Superman, and it's a better film, and it did better. So I, I, don't I think, think I'll that's ever just watch a, Batman versus Superman. No, don't. Um, there, there is literally a scene in that film where Batman and Superman are fighting, which is a stupid idea in the first place because Superman could just kill Batman. Um, <laughs> And Batman like has Superman pinned, and Superman is like gasping for air. He's like, "You've you've got to save Martha." And Batman is like, he's like triggered because his his mum's name was Martha Wayne. <laughs> and Batman is looking down at Superman, and he's like, "Why did you say that name?" And then in comes Amy Adams as Lois Lane. And she's like, it's his mother's name. It's his mother's name. And then Batman sort of looks at Superman. He's like, in his head, you can tell he's thinking, wait, both of our mum's names were Martha. And that, that, that's like an epiphany moment for him that Superman is human. <laughs> it's atrocious. That sounds really terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah. Impressive piece. And then, and then they and then they kill Superman <laughs> at the end of the film. You know? Wow. They they literally kill Superman at the end of the film. Which Spoilers. is like the dumbest thing that could have ever happened. <laughs> you kill him in his second appearance. That's like killing Iron Man in Iron Man 2, you know? That's just stupid. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't have answers for anything about what DC is doing, to be honest with you. I don't think DC have any answers for what they're doing. Yeah, they don't. It's a tire fire over there, and it has been for many years. Yeah. But yes, I thought that was an interesting bit of trivia, that this film very likely could have never existed. Hmm. So. But it does. I'm glad it does. And it affected all the other films, it sounds like. Well, not all of them, but you know what I mean. Ripple effect. Yeah, well, I mean, big, big concepts are introduced, you know, the sort of fracturing of the Avengers, the Sokovia Accords being a thing. We've got Black Panther and Spider-Man as active players now. Lots of stuff. Right. Okay. Well, um, we know your ranking. So yours is Captain America, Civil War, and then Winter Soldier, and then Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. For your top three. Sounds so good so far? Indeed. Okay, um, where would I put this? So my top, let's just do my top five. So Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, Age of Ultron, Winter Soldier, then Iron Man 3. Mm -hmm. I think I would put this above Age of Ultron just slightly, but definitely below Ant-Man. Interesting. Okay. So what, what number would that be? Number three. Oh, my feelings. No, that's fair. That's You can it's put it where you want. It's going to get knocked down, too. It's going to sure. four now. Um, Not right this second, but I mean. Well, I mean, of course, the things will shift around, and as new stuff comes in, I guarantee that it will change. But yeah, spoilers. But apparently spoilers. not for you. It, it, it's. Well, uh, <laughs> there are a couple of films that I haven't rewatched in quite a while. So that might have the potential, but like Civil War isn't going below two, put it that way. Okay. Okay. But what if it goes? Doesn't change three? the fact that this is still my favorite, even if it's not number one. Because there might be. What are these ranking lists based film. on then? <laughs> like, hey, it, it's a. I'm not thing. ranking mine off of like what the best film is. Well, I, I'm incorporating both. Oh, okay. Like, because I think enough. that there there is a film that is ostensibly a better film, like nearly perfect. But my love for this film and everything it does slightly trumps it. So mm. think of it more as like a joint top thing, then. Okay. You know, but like one will have to take the second spot. Yeah. That's fair enough. Okay. Um, so next we have Doctor Strange question mark. Is that yes. correct? Okay. Just Indeed. making sure I've got it right. Yes. I can't yeah. wait. I love magic. You'll probably like this film then. I can't wait. Do you think it's gonna take my number one spot? How much do you love magic? Like disgustingly so i love magic a lot i think it definitely has the potential to then 
Okay. Do you think I'll add anybody to my simp list? I don't have anyone from that film on the list. I think I think it could happen, but I don't really see Stephen Strange as like a character that you can really simp for. But we'll that, see. It's subjective. Maybe it is. We'll see. These, these are just my predictions. You know, they might, yeah. they're not like the, the yeah. Them, so yeah, for sure. I think I do have like I'm not adding anybody to my simp list, but. I saw a random clip from a later film. I don't even know what was going on in the clip, to be honest. But Captain America was looking really good. And I was like, damn. So maybe Captain America will get added much later. But as of right now, we still only have two people. And I haven't seen either of them in quite some time. So. Maybe that'll change soon. You know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. Um, I had fun chatting about this. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to our current patrons. We have Bucky Blue, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at Night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Smoke Marcus O'Neill, excuse me, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, The Xbox Expansion Pass, Alpaca Tom, and Lee Navarro. Thank you guys so much for your support. Really appreciate you guys. Um, if you're listening to this, you can get early access to all of our stuff. Just like $1. You get perks. You get your name read. There are other perks you can get for 5 and $10. But if you just join at $1, we'll be one person closer to getting to 1,000 patrons. <laughs> Which Sam really wants. <laughs> I'm of two minds. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's the second one? We don't need to go there. <laughs> okay. Well, um, where can people find you? Um, hobbled over this desk, frantically writing. Um, but if you're looking Fair for enough. like socials, it would just be anywhere, basically. Uh, Sam Heaney, H-E-A-N-E-Y. Um, okay, you can find me at Fabulous Brianna, uh, F-A-B-U-L-I-S-T-B-R-E-A-N-N-A. You can also find both of us in the Discord. So if you want to hang out on the Discord, you can. Sam's actually been fairly active in the Discord recently, which has been startling to me. I, I mean, wouldn't say fairly active, maybe a little more active than usual. Yeah. But I mean that that really constitutes to maybe like five messages more. Than <laughs> I know, which is like it? more than zero. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's been quite startling. Yeah. <laughs> so, who knows? Maybe you'll have your comment replied to. You never know what's going to happen. In the if it's spicy enough, definitely. You know, I'll get back to everyone eventually, but it's just whenever that eventually is. And I will not be held accountable for how long that takes. I'm going to speak from experience. Sometimes he doesn't reply to messages. Don't believe it. (laughs) Damn being outed. (laughs) All I'm saying is, is most of the time. Yeah. But it's just, it's not a hundred percent. So, 
Um, we also do have our extra life. I'll make sure that that is in the description for every $10 that you donate. You get entered to win 19 inches of Venom. The collector's like edition of Spider-Man 2. 19 inches of Venom over there, huh? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet, but soon. How many inches is your dinosaur? Slamming it right down in front of the camera for everyone to see. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know. I mean, that, that's a Lego set, obviously. But yeah. I think that that is... Give me a, give me a second. <laughs> research. Thirteen point five inches. Wow! So <laughs> Venom's gonna be six inches more than that. Damn, that's yeah. intense. That's actually big, really intense. Big boy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll let you guys go. But thanks for hanging out. Hour and a half, huh? We did good. Hey, okay, this is guys. probably probably one of the most complex films thus far. Yeah. All, so. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm wanted. sure we'll get to a two-hour-long episode soon, but not today. Okay, bye. Bye.